The Kutusich is Chelik Tazayin Voera Hey Lilinishmis Reb Yosef Ben Yamin Ben Reb Benasha Kaltzman. What a fascinating Sicha. Something that we say in the Haggadah every year, a machlekas, a dispute between Reb Akiva and Reb Eliezer about the depth of the makos, of the plagues that plagued the Mitzrayim will take on an entirely new meaning based on what we're going to learn today and how deep can Mitzrayim, can Klippa affect us or affect our world and how do we get out of it? Let's begin. With regards to the Makis that the Abishter brought upon the Egyptians, there is a dispute, a difference of opinion between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Eliezer, every Makkah that was brought unto the Mitzrayim consisted of four Makis. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says that every Makkah that the Abishter brought upon the Mitzrayim was uh, consisted of five makkas. What is this argument? What does it mean there were five plagues, four plagues? What do they mean by this? Is mavur in kol boi So the kol boy brings an explanation. As the plukta is, the argument is as follows. Rabbi Eliezer halt as the makkas have been durchgenommen alle dalad yusaydis von der zach. Rabbi Eliezer holds that the makkah permeated all four elements that make up the thing in whatever, whatever was afflicted, whatever was smitten, it permeated all four elements of it. As we know, Kabbalah tells us, and it's brought even in the first period of Tanya, that every physical object, every gashmi sticker thing is made up of four elements. Eish, Ruach, Maim, and Ofer. Fire, wind, water, and earth. Every physical thing, everything Hashem created is made of these four elements. It only depends how much of each element is in it that gives you the finished product. So say, for example, a tree is going to be a lot of offer. Um, water is going to be mostly water, but it's going to have other ingredients, uh, other elements in it as well. Comes in the Ezra and says that the Makkah, it didn't just smite the finished product as it is already put together of all of its four elements. The maka reached deeper than the external, superficial, finished product. Even into the core of each of the elements. And that's what he means. It was consisted of four makas. Each of the four elements was smitten with this maka, Uludugma, for example. With the maka's dam is geschlagen geworden, nicht nur die Wasser wie du setzt sich als Metzies von Mayim. When it came to the maka of blood, which affected the water, it didn't just affect the water as it is a finished product, as it is water. Even the fire or the wind or the earth that is in the water was also afflicted. For example, if you were to cook water, you will see vapor coming out of it, which means that there's wind, there's ruach in the water. When water evaporates, you see dust that, 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 that forms, meaning that there is some uh, minute amount of dirt within the mayim. 
And even the fact that you could cook water, that water is affected by fire, it means that there's some element of fire in the water as well. So when we, when we look at a glass of water or a body of water, we know that that water is made up of all four Yisoydis. It's mostly Mayim, but there's also Esh in there, Ruach in there, and Ofer in there. And comes Rabbi Eliezer and says that when the Abishter uh, 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 gave the Makkah of Dam, the, uh, afflicted the water, but also the Esh and the Ruach and the Mayim that was in the water as well, and the Ofer. So it was in the it was in the Dover Hagoli in the revealed finished product, as well as in the four elements that make up that product. Rabbi Akiva Tutov Nachmer. Rabbi Akiva goes deeper than that. As the Maka is Ech Kevenin Dem Chaymer Hiyuli Funderzach. Everything that we see in creation, that as we just explained is made up of four elements, also has something deeper than that. The atom, the nucleus, that makes this thing that is that is higher or that is not yet uh, identified by four different elements. This nucleus, this formless source, is not yet defined by four elements. So really, there's a fifth thing. You have, the, the, besides for the finished product, you have the f four elements, and then you have the nucleus, the source, that is higher than the four elements. Kumtu, he says, Yadir Mak is gen shal chamesh, in the idolatry you say this, un in chamer yuli. And therefore, according to this, this would mean that each makkah affected the four elements plus the source of it all, plus this uh, formless matter that uh, um, that is the nucleus of this uh, thing that's about to be created, which is the, the, the fifth, I can't call it an element, it's not a yesoid, but it's a fifth level which the makkah reached, and therefore he says, This is the explanation of the kolboy. That according to Rabbi Eliezer, the Maka reaches into the four Yusaydes, and according to Rabbi Akiva, it reaches also into the Chaymer Hiyuli, into the source, into the nucleus. And Sif Beis, the Rabbi is going to explain, very simple. Why does the Maka have to go that deep? Because the Klippa went that deep. Because the Tuma of Mitzrayim reached as deep as it did, depending on which opinion you take, that's how far, that's how deep the Makkah has to go to strike and to, and to get rid of the Tumas Mitzrayim. The Mechuvan and the Makkah says, Given Kishman, Kishlagan, Tzberechem Mitzrayim. What was the purpose? Makkah means to smite, to strike. The purpose was to break the Mitzrayim, the, 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 the Egyptians. This was the Makkah, this concept, that the Makis permeated these things that were being smitten beyond the so beyond the, the surface. Aleph is Aleph number one. Late Beit Hadayas it does give a nit not in them gilui in the zachvis is atzichon nor eichin them halam and atzma davar. Both opinions will agree that the Maka reached deeper than the than the surface than the outside. Beis did say Hadayas and Aleph. However, there's two different opinions. See, does it give an eichin them chaymer yuli if it reaches as far as the source, the formless matter? Other not in the chamber for the shayin atzir for the dal disaydus, or in the formed matter as it contain as it is formed by the four elements. So that so that we already established, but now we're saying he does toloi. So this concept 
that the fact that both agree that it went deeper, and the fact that they have an argument how deep it did go, it does totally have evil Tumas Mitzrayim and Tzurkenuin. It will depend on how deep the Tumas Mitzrayim permeate into the thing that was being affected. And as deep as you will, be, as you believe, as you hold that the tumor of Mitzrayim reached, that's how deep the makkah has to go. So according to Rabbi Yezer, and we'll, we'll get back to this later on, but according to Rabbi Eliezer, the, the, the Tumah reached as deep as the Dalad Yesodis, and therefore the Makkah went to smite the Dalad Yesodis, and consisted of four, of, of four Makkahs. According to Rabbi Akiva, the Makkah reached even the Chaymer Heyuli, even the source, and therefore, the, 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 the sorry, the Tumah reached even the Chaymer Heyuli, and therefore the Makkah had to reach the Chaymer Heyuli, had to reach as deep as the source, which is why he says, Hoyso Bashal Chamesh Makkahs, it had it consisted of five. And see if Gimel, we're going to go into Nigla the Torah, into Halacha, where we see the halachic ramifications of this concept of the fact that everything that is an iser is based on how deep the klipa or how deep the ra has gone in, and we'll see that there is a layer that de- that reaches into that reaches the surface. There's a layer that reaches beneath the surface, and then there's a layer that, re- re- but still, uh, even beneath the surface, it already begins some sort of form. And then there is the source that is totally formless. And we'll see this application in halacha with regards to the to, to, the, to the mitzvah of chametz. This idea that Tumas Mitzrayim reached beneath the surface and the and, and the machloikis, the argument between how deep it did go. This is reflected in a concept in Nigla as everything else in Torah does. Bees in Halacha until the point of Halacha. Which will, in this case, will be, will, we will discuss the idea of the Isra of Chomet, which is a result of the Tumah of Mitzrayim. So we'll see here um, these various levels. The Isra Chomet is also not just to, to, be, to be eaten or even just to derive benefit from it. Chomet is also also for it to even exist in your domain. Which this brings upon us the mitzvah, the obligation to destroy the chametz. So the difference between these three above idea levels or ideas. the prohibition of eating something. the prohibition of deriving benefit from it. and the prohibition of owning it or having it in your domain, and and therefore the the, the, the mitzvah to destroy it is as follows. If something is prohibited to eat, if something is edible, or in that matter prohibited to eat, we're talking about this uh, something that is a finished product, something that is already, as we look at it, it is, it's edible. But we're not looking at the, the, the source of it, at the spiritual makeup of it. That's not edible in the first place. So you can't really eat it, and therefore you can't prohibit one from eating it. There's nothing to eat. So you say upon something that it's us to eat, it has to already be food. The Anov is verbunden euch mit der Zach. 
but the, 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 the pleasure or the benefit that someone gets from this, it doesn't have to be something that's finished. There could be benefit even from, even from the source of it. Just to give an example that's not an accurate example, but just to make a, make a point. Uh, uh, a person has a car. The purpose of the car is to drive you from place to place. So it only, it only serves that purpose once it's a finished car. If you have all the car parts, it, you can derive benefit from those parts. You can sell them. You can build a car with them. But you can't take those parts and drive from place to place as it is. So the, the, the use of a car doesn't really apply to the parts. It only applies once the parts are put together. So Achila is talking about something that is already, already, already edible. Hano, not necessarily. Even if you have the, the, the parts that make up this thing that's going to one day become edible, and there's already a possibility to derive benefit from it, not the benefit of eating, but some sort of benefit. You can sell it, you can buy, you can, and you could, with the money, you could buy food or whatever else the benefit would be. Parenthetically speaking, before we get to the third level, Vadas is biurim. Now that we understand that there's a Isra Achila on the finished product, and there's Isra Ana that applies even to the to the makeup of it. This explains the Kenzaina how it's possible for something to be according to Torah prohibited to eat, but permissible to derive benefit from them. For example, Chazer. Chazer, you're not allowed to eat it, but you're allowed to derive benefit from it. If something has, it has negative energy in it, how can you derive benefit from something that has negativity in it? No, the beer in the means, but the explanation according to this is, the prohibition of eating means that the negativity reached as deep as the surface. Once you see a finished product, once something that is edible, that's how deep the ra went. When the is as mutterbano, but nevertheless, it's therefore still uh, permissible to derive benefit from it. The ra did not reach into the source of it, that which is uh, capable of giving you benefit, of giving you a pleasure. That, that, the ra didn't go that deep, and therefore there's no problem with ano. It's not also about no. The ra only went as deep as the surface, as deep as the finished as the finished product. That explains why there are certain things that are osir ba'achila and not osir ba'hanoa. But going back to chametz, chametz is osir ba'achila. Chametz is also osir ba'hanoa because clearly the etzim from the the source of it, or the 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 the, the, the matter that the the elements that make this that make this thing up also. Uh, are, are affected by their ra. But even when you talk about Hanoah, taking pleasure from something, or the prohibition of it, of, of it, since how would you relate to this object? By using it in some way, by deriving benefits from it. But it still has to have some sort of form. So clearly we're talking about something that doesn't have the finished form, but it has some level of form, which is why it's even possible to have benefit from it. Whatever you're going to do to it, whether you're going to sell it or whatever it is, there has to be something there that already has some, it may, it may not be edible, but there has to be something there that you could, that you could derive benefit from. So Hanoah affects the beneath the surface, but something that already begins to, to have some form. And by Chametz, we find a third Easter. It's not even allowed to be in the domain. 
Even if there's absolutely no usage of it. It's just sitting there in the cabinet. It's not allowed to be there. If I'm not eating it, I'm not deriving benefit from it, I'm just, it's just sitting there. It means that the Isser is so deep that its very existence, without any form, without any usage, is still a problem. And therefore the very being of the Chomets, the very existence of the Chomets in his domain, in his possession is, is Osir. So from this we see that the Isir of Chomets doesn't just affect the surface. It doesn't just affect the beneath the surface that already has some, some type of form, but it reaches the very existence, the source of it, before it can even be defined in any way, shape or form is also usher because the iser because the 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 clip of the ra has reached that deep so when abakiva talks about the maka reaching the chaymer hiyuli it would be similar to the fact that that the iser of chametz reaches even the very existence of the chametz not not just the 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 finished form of the chametz, or even the beneath the surface, but some level of form, but the very existence of it. Similarly, in Sif, Dal, in Sif Dalid, we're going to explain a machloikis of how to get rid of chametz based on this explanation as well, the fact that there's two opinions between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yezer, and how deep the chametz goes, will, 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 how deep the chametz affects the, 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 the physicality of it will also explain this, this machlaikis in the Gemara in Psachim, in the Mishnah in Psachim, how to get rid of chametz. In the mitzvah of Mbir Chametz, in the mitzvah of destroying the chametz, there is a machlaikis between Rabbi Yudan and Chametz. Rabbi Yudan says the only way to destroy chametz is by burning it. You can even crumble it up and then let the let the crumbs blow in the wind or throw the crumbs into the ocean. It's also, it's also a, 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 an acceptable form of destroying chametz. Is the Ragged Shaver Mazbir them Tamaplukti? So the Ragged Shaver explains what is the reason behind this argument. Later, Rabbi Yudhatev Mazbir and the Metzimat Sees for no chametz. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to destroy the very existence of the chametz. Therefore, it has to be burnt. Because if you just crumble it and throw it into the wind, the, the, the existence of the chametz remains. It's not entirely destroyed. The chacham hold, you don't have to destroy the existence of the chametz. You have to de destroy the form of the chametz. As long as you remove the possibility for the person to derive any benefit or eat the chametz, that's enough. Which is accomplished even by blowing it in the wind, crumbling it up and blowing it in the wind. So the argument between Nabi Yehuda and the Chachamim is, do I have to make it unusable or do I have to destroy its existence? So now let's apply this to the, to, to the language that we are using today about the Dalad Yesodis, which is the Toyar, the form of, of what we're using, and the, 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 the Atsem of what we're using. 
We can use the same language. Why is there a machlekes whether I have to destroy the chametz or just not be able to use it? It depends on how deep the ra of the chametz, the negativity of the chametz, permeated into the into this food. If we're going to say that the iser, the ra reached the very existence, the chaymer hiyuli in the language we used before, the source of it all, when it's still on the level of an atom of a nucleus. So then the only way to, to respond to that is by destroying the chametz until the point that it doesn't exist anymore. And if you, but if you, you hold that the Isser only reaches as it begins to form into something, then it's enough to destroy the form of it. Once you destroy the possibility of eating it or deriving benefit from it, you don't have to destroy the very existence of it. Because that has no Isser. Once you destroy the form of it, you've already gotten rid of the Ra. The Yeshleimar. So now let's come back to Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva. As the Tzvedei is, and Behesem, the Tzvedei is, and Rabbi Eliezer, and Rabbi Akiva, and Yenamakis. These two opinions between Rabbi Yehuda, that you have to destroy the Chametz, because the, because the, the, the Chametz reached into the very core of, of this thing. Or Rabbi, or the Chachamim, that you just have to make it unusable, because the Chametz only reaches into the, into the food as it's beginning to form into something will be consistent with the machlekes of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva with regards to the makis. Rabbi Eliezer v'azok, that's called mako, mako, shalarma mako, is as the makis. I don't know, given in the zach, v'es, a chendim tziyif, and all these, this Rabbi Akiva holds that every maka consisted of four because he holds that it only affected the the physicality as it was already formed into the four elements. Is kishitas, chachamim, as mefarah v'zeh this will be consistent with the shita of chachamim, that it's enough to crumble it and blow it in the wind. You only have, it's enough to blow it in the wind because you only have to destroy the chametz as it already begins to have some sort of form. In other words, once there's a possibility for either eating it or deriving benefit from it. And Rabbi Akiva holds that each makkah was made up of five makkahs because the makkahs reached even into the nucleus of it, even into the formless source of it all. Because he holds that the beer chametz can only be done through burning. He holds that the chametz reached even into the essence of it. And therefore, the only way to destroy the chametz is by destroying the very existence of the chametz and of the food. And therefore, it has to be done through burning. So this is this is a, 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 a parallel in Nigla de Teda where we see the same concept that the, that the prohibition of something is dependent, uh, the, the depth of the prohibition is the depth of, uh, uh, is dependent on how deep the, the negativity permeated into this, into this item. And based on that is the, the, the extent of its Easter. There's one more, in, in Siv Hei, the Rebbe brings one more Nakuda, another area in Halakha, where you see this, 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 this same Lishitase, this same um, uh, uh, approach of, the two, of these two Shittas in another area, with, and as the Rebbe is going to say, within Hanoi itself, if, there is, if I'm using something that I have no benefit from it. Now, if I'm using it, it means it's, there's still some sort of form to it, but I have no personal benefit from it. 
Let's see it inside. Something similar to these two le uh, 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 levels or layers in Bir Chametz. With regards to the very existence of the Chametz, if Teda prohibits the very existence of Chametz before it has any any shape or form, or the Teda prohibit only something that has some sort of form only once it is possible to be used, to have benefit from it. Only there does the Teda only that does the Teda prohibit. There's also two layers within the prohibition of Hanoa. Which will also depend on this discussion. Does the does the negativity go deeper than the form? It obviously goes deeper than the finished form, but does it also go deeper than than the, the level of Hanoa, which is, as we explained, that there is already some sort of form, some sort of of uh, of uh, usage from this, so there's two types. There's two there's two there's two types of hanoah. There's two types of usage rather. Aleph hanoah versus stam versus maybe the deshu machila. Hanoah that's connected to eating. But what does that mean? Most hanoah is related to food because even if the benefit is not specifically you're not selling it, you're not uh, um, you're not eating it. The benefit is not from eating it, but you could, you, whatever you're doing with it, you can sell it, and or you could make money off of it, and then you could use that money to buy food. But in on a broader sense, this refers to any hanoah that a person has financial gain. And therefore, it's related to achila because once there's a financial gain, there's money with which to buy food. So one type of Hanoah is Hanoah that is quantifiable by the fact that there is a financial benefit from it and therefore ultimately could lead to eating. Base. But there's another type of usage, a type of usage that the person has no financial benefit from it. For example, to feed this prohibited food to a stray dog a dog that has no owner. There's no way to say this ano is going to lead to the person eating it. There's another way, because if the other dog, if the dog had an owner, then you can go to the owner and say, listen, give me some money for the fact that I fed your dog. If the, if the dog belonged to this person, then you could say his dog, otherwise he would have to buy, other, buy dog food. But if the dog belongs to nobody, then he's doing a beautiful thing and he could even have benefit from the from the what, what what he's done. He could enjoy the fact that he's helped another creation of the Ebishter. But there's no there's no financial quantification to this. You can't say this I gained uh, ten dollars because the, the the dog had no owner and he just and, and, and he gave him to eat. So the question is are you allowed to feed a a a a of Hefker, a, a, a stray dog with chametz on Pesach? And the opinion holds that because it says the chametz shall not be eaten, it says don't eat chametz. It says it shall not be eaten. Is marbe asert oich the yishtamshos from Michael's and the chametz the kalbe yafker. The second opinion says that because it says v'le yachal chametz, this includes even the usage of feeding it to a stray dog. 
This argument too can be explained or can be connected with the question how deep did the chametz, did the ra permeate into this food? If the iser affects the thing only as it's a finished form, or even some sort of form. Then the, the prohibition of Anoa has to be quantified by this as well. That only if I derive financial benefit or quantifiable benefit can I say that it's prohibited. And therefore, if I'm giving it to a stray dog and there's no Hanoa there's no in this act, then there's no problem. And therefore, this opinion that my Yerushalmi holds, that it's mutter to give, to feed this dog a, a, a chametz on Pesach, because, because the, the, the Iser did not reach that deep. But if the Iser reached to the very core, to the very core, very source, to the nucleus of it all, then the very thing itself, not its usage, becomes a problem. The very thing itself becomes Usr. And therefore, any form of usage, even if there's no quantifiable benefit from it, it's still a problem because its very source, its very existence is problematic. So now we have another example of a, of a halachic uh, uh, relevance based on this same argument of Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Akiva. How deep does the Ra affect the Gashmias to make, to, for, how deep does the Easter go? According to this, not just according to this last thing, but according to this concept, that the Machlekes of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer is based on how deep did the Maka reach, how deep did the Ra go, According to this, this would mean that according to Rabbi Yesi Aglili, which his, Rabbi Yesi Aglili's opinion is brought in the Mechil to before these two. Also, when we say the Haggadah and Pesach, we also first mention the opinion of Rabbi Yesi Aglili, where he doesn't go into uh, uh, multiplying the ten makis. He says in Mitzrayim there were ten, and that's it. The only way to explain that is that Rabbi Yesi Aglili would hold, sorry, yes, Rabbi Yesi Aglili would hold that Chomets is Mutubana. I mean, that wouldn't be the halacha, but that would be his opinion. If there was each, if each maka only affected the thing itself, it means it only affected the most external, finished form of the Chomets, which is Chomets as something that is edible. That's the only that's that's the depth of the of the Easter. The Easter of Hamish reaches the Toyer Adavar, the finished form. And if we in, in in the context of Tumas Mitzrayim, it only reached the, the surface, it only reached the most external layer of it. Therefore, the, the Makas only affected the finished product as it was already uh, uh, blended together of its four elements and therefore and therefore there was only one makkah 
only the finished product. And then if you bring it back to, 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 to Chametz Bepesach, only the Achila, only the part that affects the finished most form is problematic. But Hanoah, which is dependent on the Dalad Yisaitis, that was never affected by the, by the, by the Klippa of Mitzrayim. Therefore, it's not affected by the Chametz, and therefore it's not Asrbana, according to the B'Yesi Aglivi. So this gives us an insight and now, Ad Khan, we've explained, we, uh, there's more to come, but so far we've explained very, very well the Machlekes of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva, and including in that, Rabbi Yesi Aglili as well. And the discussion, of course, is how deep did the Klippa of Mitzrayim reach within the Gashmis, within the physical matter, to, to understand how deep did the Maka go to undo the Klippa of Mitzrayim. And based on that, we'll see how deep is the Isir of Chametz, how, how, how strong, rather, is the, deep, is the Isir of Chametz based on how deep did the Ra affect the Isir. And see, Vav, the Rebbe is now going to talk about another ramification that we could take from this Machloikis. The discussion at this point is going to be with regards to the concept of the Dalit Goliath. We know that there is, in various different places in Torah, mentioned the fact that Yidin have gone through four Malchies, under the rule of four kingdoms, and subsequently have gone into four Goliaths and four exiles. For Goliaths. And what the four are is a um, is, is, is a disagreement. In other words, I'll give you the five, and even though there's more than that too in various different opinions, but, but generally speaking, we're talking about Mitzrayim, Bavel, Modai, which is also sometimes called par Paras, Yavon, and Edoim, which is also called Roimi, or Esav. That was five. Because sometimes we find Mitzrayim to be counted as one of them. And sometimes we found Mitzrayim to be the source of them all, but not counted as one of them. And what we're going to say is that if you say, like Rabbi Eliezer, that the that, that, that the Klippas the, the Mitzrayim reached the four Yesodos, then Mitzrayim is one of the four. It only reaches as far as the fourth. If you say that Klippas Mitzrayim reached the, reached the fifth, the source of it, then Mitzrayim could be the fifth Golos that is the source of the other four. And then the Rebbe is going to explain what these four Goliaths are in the person's Avoidah. That according to what we explained in Sif Beis, that the argument between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Akiva depends on how deep the Tumah of Mitzrayim permeated into the land of Mitzrayim. Now also explain the, the different opinions with regards to the four Goliaths. In most places, the Goliaths of Mitzrayim is not one of the four. As the reason is explained, Mitzrayim is equal, is, 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 um, is on the same level as all of them put together, is even greater than them or worse than them. And therefore, it's, it's not counted, it's not mentioned as one of the four, because it's greater than all of them. On the other hand, we find other places. It is as one of the four. It is the, four, the first of the four Malchiyas and Goliaths. 
So how do you explain this? How do you say, well, why sometimes is, is Mitzrayim, uh, uh, Mitzrayim counted as one and sometimes not? Also, these two opinions can be explained according to this discussion, how deep did Tumas Mitzrayim affect the land of Mitzrayim? Their beer was there. The opinion that usually does not count Mitzrayim as one of the four is because the four Goliaths and the four Malchiyas correspond to the four letters of, of the name Havaya. And the Golos Mitzrayim corresponds to the tip of the letter Yud, which is higher than the other four. According to what we know, that the four Yesodis, the four elements of creation, correspond to the four letters of Havaya. And the tip of the Yud, which is the Kesser in comparison to the other Sphiris, um, and in comparison to the materials, to the elements of creation, the Kaitse Shal Yud is the source of it all, the formless matter that is called Hiyuli. So according to this, you basically, it goes together. You have the four letters of Shemavaya, you have the, uh, the, the, the Svirois, you have the Goliois. So that would mean that the four Goliaths correspond to the four Yusaydis. And therefore, if Golos Mitzrayim is Koytsoy Shel Yud, that means that it reached, it, effect, it affected the Hiyuli, the, the, the nucleus, the formless matter that is the source of everything. And therefore, Golos Mitzrayim is really the source of all the Goliaths. It's not part of the four. Whereas the opinions that say that Mitzrayim is one of the four Malchies, this would be according to the opinion that Mitzrayim corresponds not to the Koytsei Shel Yud, but to the Yud itself, which is Chachma. Even though this opinion agrees that Mitzrayim is still the source of all the Goliaths. It is but it means that it, it that it is also part of them. This opinion would say that the that the Golos Mitzrayim, the only reached the four Yisaidas, not the Hiyuli. It didn't reach the source. It only reached the didn't reach the ultimate source, it only reached the four elements that is already the beginning of the formation of the Gashmias, of Mitzrayim, and therefore, Golos Mitzrayim is part of the four, because it only reached, it only reached the Yod, the Chachma, it only reached within the four, and therefore, it's one of the four Goliaths. So now, we've used this, this concept of the fact that there's two opinions, really three, but we're focusing mostly on the two opinions of how deep did this, did the Klippas Mitzrayim go, not only does it explain to us the, 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 the Machlekes of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Kiva, not only does it explain to us the, the Machlekes in Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim, whether you have to burn the Chametz or just crumble it up and make it unusable, not only does it explain the Machlekes in the Yerushalmi, whether you're allowed to feed a, 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 a stray dog, Chametz on Pesach, it also explains the Machlaikis whether uh, Mitzrayim is counted as one of the four Goliaths or whether it's the, 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 the source of it and higher than the four. In Sif Zayin, the Rebbe is going to bring us all back down to us. How does this 
affect us in our avoda. The Rebbe is going to say is that um, that we that we have to go out of Golos in our own personal Golos on each of these four levels, and according to Rabbi Akiva, we have to go out of Golos even on a fifth level. The idea of Golos Mitzrayim also exists on a spiritual level. Mitzrayim comes from the expression from the word Mitzrayim, which means limitations and boundaries. Constraints. Golos Mitzrayim means the Avedu for Naidin. He's mitagvul. We did the vagbal. Golos Mitzrayim means that a yid is serving Hashem, but in a limited way. When you see his Mitzrayim is was a gate that is pavidosim and all the vagbalos. Eich from the vagbalos from Avshilakis and going out of Mitzrayim represents the person that is able to go out of those things that are limiting his journey, limiting his connection with Hashem, limiting his serving of Hashem, even. Holy things that are limiting him. Yitzias Mitzrayim means to go out of any form of limitation. When he demis did fluktus, there's an ablazim of Akiva. See the makis and the given nor in the dal. You say this. Other in chaymer yuli, and here we have a machlokes between the ablazim of Akiva whether the makis reached just the four elements or it also reached the source of it. Vas in ruchnius meintus. Yitzias fodet zich the aveda for Yitzias Mitzrayim nor in the aser keiches anafesh. Does the person is the person required to, to go out of Mitzrayim only on the level of his ten koiches? Which is subdivided into the four sections, the four yesodas that are that are as we said uh, parallel to the four eisishemavaya, which are Aleph Aveda Bepel Machshava Dibur Ma'isa Malchus. The serving Hashem in the most practical way, thought, speech, and action, which corresponds to Malchus or Beis B'midis, serving Hashem through one's midis, which is which which is uh, which goes with Zah, Gimel B'seichel, which is Bina, serving Hashem with a person's seichel, on Dalit Mesidis Nefesh Chachma, or on the fourth level, on the level of Chachma, which in the person is the level of Mesidis Nefesh. In other words, does is this the extent of the person's avoda that he has to reach into his four into these four levels? Other Eich and Yichidus or does a person have to go out of Mitzrayim even on the level of Yechidah Shebenefesh which corresponds to the Chaymer Yuli? And the Rebbe is going to explain. Rabbi Eliezer held as called Makkah, Chulu Shalab Makkah. Rabbi Eliezer holds that every Makkah was made up of four Makkahs. As Davzayin the Avedah for Yisrael Mitzrayim and Aleph fear Sugim for Keiches Nefesh. A person has to go out of Mitzrayim in all four levels of his Keiches Nefesh. All four categories. A race came from the Agbalas from Yadif and to go out of the limitations of that he has within each of these four levels. And the Rebbe is going to elaborate. The is the lowest level is the Medidah Vagbalans and Muhammad Sayyidzah. He's fighting the Yitzhahara, but bring him to Aver Zainachman Islam by Mai Subdiv Mahshabil. The Yitzhahara is limiting him. The Yitzhahara is causing him to transgress practical prohibitions, whether it's through action, whether it's in thought, whether it's in speech. At least those things, you know, there's something that's easy to not do, is not really a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. But those things that are actually difficult to overcome, the, the Yitzhahara is fighting hard and you have to fight back. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is, means to not, to, to not succumb to the, to the seduction of the Yitzhahara when it's telling you to, to commit a prohibition. Amer Dakas Dikafen Mitzrayim is... A more subtle, more refined le- level is even a person that is totally scrupulous doesn't even doesn't even transgress a rabbinic prohibition. But his 
his life that he does live, the things that he does do, is consistent with the way the world accepts that it should be. Whatever he, do, whatever he does, what, what, the, the calculation that he makes is what are the people around me going to think? Which means that he's limited by the feeling of what does the world say? In Zainamidis. His midis are limited. His midis are, are constantly trying to feel out, trying to, to understand what does the world think. So he wants to, even though it's permissible, but and therefore he can't call it an iser, but the things that he's doing is controlled by what the world says. And clearly, that's a gullus. And you got to go out of that gullus. To be able to, to, to that, that, what, that what you do should be dictated by what's right and wrong, not by what the world thinks. I feel the benedictionaries, then we go to the third level. I feel the benedictionaries from the middle of the from the belt of the a person that overcomes this, he's not anymore dictated by the world around him. But he can still be stuck in the limitations of his own existence. He'll only do things that don't make sense to him. He's only going to, to, to do something that, that he believes makes sense. Whatever he understands, whatever his cold, apathetic uh, uh, um, intellect agrees with, that's what he does. But if something is vilt, sugar, you know, nowadays it's, it's, we're, we're approaching a uh, yudshvat, and we're already learning the mamorim, anything that's shtus, that's the mile he, he, he can't buy into it because, because he's limited by his seichel. Then there's even higher level. This is the highest level. Is in the Aveda for Mesiris Nefesh. Chachmash Benefesh. The Aveda Mesiris Nefesh. Means to say he's not limited, he's not he's certainly not doing anything that he's not allowed to do. He's not being controlled by the world. He's not even being controlled by his Seichel. He's ready to go higher than Seichel, which as Chsidis explains is Mesiris Nefesh. Chachmash, which is Bittel. He's on a level of bittul, and it's like Eved Hashem the man He's serving Hashem higher than his uh, understanding. But there's still some level of limitation to it. It's still not total dedication. Al derech there's a very uh, story, well-known story that, the Rebbe, that, that, that our Rebbe told us, which the Rebbe is telling it over in the name of the Friedrich Rebbe, but a certain person that when it came to Echad in Shema. He, uh, he, he, he said it, it, it took him a while. As he was contemplating or meditating on the meaning of the word echad. But later he said, as the that this meditation took him almost a whole minute. He was deep in the meditation in the, and the contemplation of the idea of echad, of the oneness of Hashem, which is expressed in Mesidus Nefesh. Everything is everything is just the oneness of Hashem, then uh, the, the person is in a total state of bittel, which is Mesidus Nefesh. And at the same time, he's able to see the clock and calculate how long was I in this mode of so he's in this, he's, he's contemplating, he's meditating, he's engrossed in Echad, but it's a limited Echad. Or on a more subtle a level. He's talking in a state of Mesidus Nefesh, but he feels, 
I'm the one doing it. I'm the one in the state of Mesiris Nefesh. But does Bavais that there's not little gamra ruiz from the Medidas Vagbalas from Tamitzias, which this means that he has not yet fully exited the the constraints of his own existence. I have Mesiris Nefesh. I am the Mesiris Nefesh Yid. That's that. There's still a you. There's still a Metzias here, and therefore there has to be a Yitzias Mitzrayim. He has to go out of that Golos to be able to rise above that. That is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer that the the Yitzias Mitzrayim has to be in all four layers levels of of Avedis Hashem, which is all four le- levels of the person's the person's Avoda, uh, Maisa, Midas, Seichel, and even Bittul and Nefesh. Then to Rabbi Kiva comes Rabbi Kiva and says, "I'll call Makkah Chulus or Chamesh Makkas." That there's another Yitzias Mitzrayim that's still necessary. Before we can explain what Rabbi Kiva's opinion is, the Rabbi gives us an understanding in who Rabbi Eliezer is and who Rabbi Akiva is that explains to us how they reach this this difference of opinion. Rabbi Eliezer is Hashem Aleki Avi Be'ezri. Rabbi Eliezer, the name Eliezer. Excuse me, is named after the fact that the Abishter of my father was there to help me. And is given Ben Horkinus in his own personal life. He had, a, he, had he, he was the son of a Yid. And and in his lineage, he he originated from the Avois. Which they which they had the Azer, the help of the Abishter. And therefore, that was given over to him. And therefore, he didn't see how the essence of the Yid could be affected. When you start out with this level of connection, then even when a person is, is, is doing a Veda, he's, the faith, the depth of the connection with Abishter still exists. So as far as Rabbi Eliezer sees it, the Etzema Nefesh, is meaning to say the levels, the layer levels that are higher than chachma are, are are secure, they're safe. That cannot be affected by the world around the, uh, around them, because he, he 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 has a very strong foundation. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, however, he did not come originally, did not stem originally from Rami Yaakov. He stemmed from the outside world. Rabbi Akiva is talking to those people that are on the on the outskirts. They don't have this fundamental foundation of Elakeyavi Baezri. Bidakis Yeser, the Avaid from Mikfirimichidasi. Rabbi Akiva is talking about the Avaid of addressing the Yechida of the Nefesh Abamis. In Lukut HaTere, it is explained that even the, ne- the Nefesh Abamis also has something that resembles the Yechidosh Nefesh. Meaning to say, you can have a person that has done everything right, but nevertheless, they have this uh, addiction or they have this uh, uh, irrational desire for something that's prohibited. Which means they're not doing anything. They're not uh, uh, doing anything wrong. They've gone out of all of the Golosim. 
They're standing in a place where even their, their Mesiris Nefesh is good. But nevertheless, there is something that the Nefesh Abamis has not yet been overcome. And Mikfirim Yechidasi. Mikfirim is like a young lion. Yechidasi is Yechida. That, that on, this, on the side of the Nefesh Abamis, that's strong like a lion, there's also a concept that resembles Yechida. This, this soup, this, this irrational uh, 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 his, uh, yearning for, 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 uh, for negativity. And therefore, Rabbi Akiva says that this has to be rectified as well. The Avedus, Mesakins, and the Etzmanefesh, even the Etzmanefesh has to be rectified. Now, it's, it's important to clarify that this Etzmanefesh doesn't mean the actual Etzmanefesh. Because the Etzmanefesh, the Yechida, is Babua de Babua Lasluhu. There's no rather whatsoever, according to any opinion. But Chesidus explains that there is a, there is a Makif and a Makif de Makif. There is a layer that is higher than then the level of Chaya, higher than Chachma, that's not yet the Yechidah Shebenefesh Mamish. And on that level, according to uh, Rabbi Eliezer, that level is just like the Yechidah Shebenefesh, and it's not, it's not, it's untouchable. Rabbi Akiva says, if you're connected, Mele Rabbi Eliezer is connected to Elikei Avi, so then you could say that the, that the, that the, uh, 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 even the, the lower Yechidah is still secure. But if you're, if you're, if a person has, it doesn't have that that foundation, then, then the 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 lower level of yichida is is possible to get infected by this by this klipa, and therefore it has. Rabbi Akiva says that even that has to be addressed. An example that Rabbi brings in the order is Rabbi Yechonon Zakai. Who says any who was obviously a, a truly, truly accomplished uh, person, and yet he said any I don't know where I'm going. If I'm going to to Gan Eden or or I'm going somewhere else. And Chassidus explains he didn't know if his avedus Hashem permeated his etzim nefesh. So even a person like Rabbi was concerned that maybe the etzim nefesh had not yet been permeated with the Avedis Hashem. And therefore, it means that there, it, it shows us that there's a level that's higher than Chach Meshav Nefesh that might be, that might need rectification. And that was the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. That's why Rabbi Akiva said that even the Chaymer HaYuli needs to be rectified. Ober, let's end on a positive note. Mitzat dem, not, not that it wasn't positive till now, but we spoke about the, the, the struggles. Let's turn the struggles around. But this will actually uh, highlight an advantage on the other extreme. If you're struggling on the level of Yechidish Shabbat then that means that you could actually have a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on the level of Yechidish Shabbat Nefesh. They're able to overcome the constraints, the struggles that even the etzim and nefesh could have. By reaching in to the etzim. So you see again that the etzim and nefesh doesn't mean the etzim and nefesh of the lekis. It means the etzim and nefesh of the nefesh abamis. By, and how would you overcome it? By reaching the etzim ha-nefesh of the nefesh ha-likis. And that would override and that would overcome the struggles of the nefesh ha-bamis. And this would lead to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on all levels. Uli Gemara. And to the completion of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim from Mitzrayim. The Golos of Mitzrayim. The Golos of Mitzrayim. The Golos of Mitzrayim. That will go out of this final Golos. 
says the Abister promised that just like we went out of its time, so too we made of Yamena, we're gonna go out of of of, of this Gallus. And therefore, despite the fact that according to the Bakiva, there seems to be an even greater challenge to overcome, but once we overcome that, that challenge, we've reached an even higher level, a level that leads to a personal geula, to a personal total geula, and leads to the ultimate geula, Hamitis Vashlema.